Turning to the word of the Lord, Matthew chapter 14, verse 13 to 21, it says, When Jesus heard of it, he departed thence by ship into a desert place apart. And when the people had heard thereof, they followed him on foot out of the cities. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them. And he healed their sick. And when it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, This is a desert place. The time is now past when the multitudes away, send the multitudes away, that they may go into the villages and buy themselves victuals. But Jesus said unto them, they need not depart, give ye them to eat. Someone say, give ye them to eat. And they say unto him, we have here but five loaves and two fishes. He said, bring them hither to me. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass and took of the five loaves and the two fishes. And looking up to heaven, he blessed and brake and gave the loaves to his disciples and the disciples to the multitude. And they did all eat and were filled. And they took up the fragments that remained 12 baskets full. And they that had eaten were about 5,000 men beside women and children. I'd like to speak to you for just a few moments tonight. I'll, I'll try and make this as brief as possible on the subject loaves and stones. Loaves and stones. Turn to your neighbor and say loaves and stones. Amen. If you could lift your hands with me as we go into the word of the Lord. If you could just help me tonight and pray for me and pray that God would just have his way. Jesus God, we're so thankful, Lord, for your presence that we felt in this place. And God, I pray that you'd continue to move and continue to have your way, oh God. I pray in the name of Jesus, God, that you would help us, give us strength, oh God, and give us liberty, Lord Jesus, to set aside our flesh this evening, Lord God. I pray that you would begin to feed us with your word and with your spirit tonight. I pray in the name of Jesus that we would see young people that are called anew and afresh to step out of the world that we live in and to serve you with everything that we have. I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that your spirit would begin to have liberty in this place. Like we've seen something break in the spirit just a moment ago. I pray in the name of Jesus that a call would go out on young people tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus, if you could just hand that with a hand clap of praise and worship right now. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want to I tell you that I'm an avid podcast listener. I'm someone that I, I dive into podcasts and I listen to them frequently. And, and a few weeks ago, I heard a podcast that was talking about the military necessity of food. I love food. I don't know about you, but food is, it's been said before, food is my bread and butter. It is it is what I look for after a good church service. It's what I look for when, when I'm going on a date. It's just a big part of our lives. Can I get an amen? Yeah. It's just something that we need. And it, the podcast was about the fact that in the olden days, one of the most difficult parts of military logistics was the food. How are we going to feed thousands and thousands of soldiers that move from one place to another? How is it that we're going to feed this large, massive group of people marching from place to place? 
And there were times when, when they would actually have to take a, a group of people almost as large as the army itself to follow them around and cook food for the men that were going out to fight. There were also times when they, when they discovered and they realized if we pay the men, we can get them to go out into neighboring villages and neighboring places and buy the food. And we're no stranger to how difficult food strategy can be. We've all been at the end of a good church service and it's time for food and you say to the other person in the group across the way, where do you want to go to eat? And everybody just stares at each other. Well, I don't know. There's too many options. This is Fredericton, New Brunswick. There's a plethora of places we can go to eat. And then you got the other person on the, on the other side of the group that says, and, and this always happens, it doesn't matter to me. And then, thank you. And then somebody gets up the nerve. They, they, oh, here we go. Dairy Queen. How, how, how about Dairy Queen? But then the person that said it doesn't matter to me looks across and says, oh. Can I get a witness? <laughs> I don't know about Dairy Queen. I was at Dairy Queen just the other night, and I just, I'm all Dairy Queened out. Wendy's, what about Wendy's? We could go to Wendy's. Oh, but somebody else has to be like, well, I don't really have anything I like at Wendy's. Subway? Well, nobody likes the smell of Subway afterwards. <laughs> McDonald's? Well, no. <laughs> Just no. <laughs> we, we've all been there. <laughs> it's almost as difficult as the military strategy to try and find some place to eat after service. And you get hangry real fast. I don't care how spiritual church was, when it comes to finding a place to eat after service, you can lose all your spirituality really quick. <laughs> We've got to be fed. And John chapter 6 and verse 35 says, And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never, shall never thirst. We know we've got to be hungry. We know we've got to be fed, but not just in the physical sense. We've all come here tonight to be fed in the spiritual sense. We know I've got to be fed by the Word. I've got to be fed by the Spirit. I've got to be fed by the bread of life. I've got to be fed. I'm going to get a little bit hangry if I don't get fed. You know, we're just coming out of a year and a half long pandemic. And during this time, many people found pastimes to, to just kind of move farther into the pandemic and try to push the time farther away. And they, they, would, they would be working from home. It, it became the norm. And so people had more time to learn things and take up hobbies. And, and there was one thing that completely exploded in popularity, and that was sourdough bread. Anybody ever tried it? For those of you that aren't familiar with sourdough bread, it's the process in which you create your own yeast by leaving flour and water to sit out on the counter at room temperature, and it is a process. 
You've got to feed it more water and flour every single day. You've got to make sure it's just the right temperature. And after a week of feedings and nourishing and caring, you're about to start the grueling process of which it comes to making it. You, you've got to leave it to sit for an hour after you mix the water and the flour together. You, you've got to do this stretch and fold technique after it's set for a little while where you pick it up and you put it down, you turn the bowl, you pick it up and you turn it, put it down. It's just this, this process that repeats itself every half an hour for four hours. And then you've got to put it in the fridge overnight. But everybody had the time for this. And, and I had the time for this. And I decided to try sourdough bread. And so I made my own starter. I put the water and I put the flour in. It was potato water because that's what everybody, everybody recommends. You boil potatoes, pour off the potatoes, and you use the water. And you create your own yeast. And I nurtured this thing. I, I fed it every single morning, every single night. I kept it at the right temperature. I, I did everything right. But I left it in the fridge because... I had to wait a while before I was going to cook it. But one day I went to go and create this gorgeous sourdough loaf. I had my hopes all up and, and I decided I was going to try this. And I went to go get my starter out of the fridge and I looked around and it was nowhere to be found. And I thought, my child, my, my baby, I've fed this thing since it was just... Starting out in life, I, I've taken care of this thing for since the very beginning. And, and I asked my wife, do you know what happened to my sourdough starter? And she said, well, it started to smell funny. And so I threw it out. I thought, what? You murderer. <laughs> it started to smell funny. That's the flavor. <laughs> It's supposed to smell funny. I forgave her. I decided to try it again. And so I, I went through the process, feeding and feeding and feeding and the right temperature and all this and that. And you have to keep it at this little bit warmer than room temperature. And they say to do that, you've got to put it in the oven with the light on. And we had this typical military strategy. What are we going to have for dinner tonight? We were getting hangry. And I said, well, why don't we just have box pizza? And following the instructions on the box, I preheated the oven to 350 degrees. I know. I know. I'm an evil person. Please pray for me. This is, this is something that takes time. It takes effort. It's a process. And in Matthew chapter 14, verse 16, Jesus is teaching 5,000 people. And he says... They need not depart. Give ye them to eat. And they said unto him, we, we have five loaves and two fishes. That, that's all we got. In John chapter 6, verse 5 to 12, it, it recounts the same story. And Jesus says, when shall we buy bread that these may eat? And Philip answers his hymn, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them that every one of them may take a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon's Peter's brother, Simon Peter's brother, he said unto him, there's a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes. And Jesus said, that's good enough. We can use that. And Jesus was looking for something 
And he said, what, what are we going to do for food to feed all of these people? McDonald's mobile order. Are we going to order pizza? Are we going to order in the diplomat? Let, let's get a bunch of tacos from Taco Boys. What are we doing here, guys? What, we we got to feed these people out here. And, and, and I, I just moved in, in St. Stephen. And one of the most exciting things about where we, we've moved to is we can now get food delivery. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But John highlights the fact that when the disciples had said, we don't have any food here, he said, there's a lad here. Somebody stepped forward and said, there's a lad here with five loaves and two fishes. We don't find anywhere that anybody else has come as prepared as this one boy in a group of 5,000 people. Nobody. Nobody else had gone through a McDonald's drive-thru. Nobody had a granola bar in their purse. It was just one lad that was brought forward. And he said, you know what? I I've got some bread and some fish that I can give to God. Somebody had the foresight to say, if I'm going to go here, Jesus, I'm not going empty-handed. If I'm going to go here, Jesus, I'm going to go prepared. Somebody had the foresight to say, if I'm going to go sit and listen to Jesus teach, I'm not going to go empty-handed. I don't know whether it was his mother, whether it was him. Maybe he's had them in his pockets for weeks, and they were starting to smell bad. But when they were looking for something to feed everybody else, there was one lad that said, I've got five loaves and two fishes. And that's all I've got. And verse 6 said, Jesus did this to prove him. For he himself knew what he would do. Jesus knew somebody in here has something that I can use. Somebody in here has something already prepared that I can bless. Somebody in here already has something I can multiply. Somebody in here, I, I'm looking for somebody that already has come with a little bit of bread ready. And it was because he already had something. That Jesus said, we can use this, we can bless this, we can, I can work through this, I can, I can use this, I can multiply this. Because somebody stepped forward to say, I'm prepared. I, I might not have much, but I've been praying. I might not have much, but I, I've been reading my Bible uh, as much as I can. I, I might not have much, but, but I've been setting myself apart. I might not have much, but I've been getting ready for this moment. Uh, so take this. Uh, use this. Uh, multiply this. Uh, bless this. And so my word tonight to you is we need some young people that after a year and a half long pandemic are going to walk into church and say, I don't have much, but I've been preparing and I've been praying and I've been getting ready because I want to see the word of God multiplied. So take this. Oh, come on, church. Come on, young people. It's been too long since we've been in church. I hope somebody's come prepared. Yes. 
You may be seated. I'm trying to move fast here. Jesus, he was willing to multiply the boys' five loaves and two fishes. He, he was willing to do that. But we find just 10 chapters before in Matthew that Jesus in chapters 4, verse 1 to 4, it says, Then was Jesus led up to, of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, Command that these stones be made bread. If thou be the son of God, here's, here's what the tempter does. You take these stones and you turn them into bread. Just, just aren't you hungry? I'd be a little bit hungry too. 40 days and 40 nights. I begin a little bit hangry. And here Satan comes and says, aren't you hungry? Just turn these stones into bread and look at you. You're, you're wasting away to nothing. Just turn these stones into bread. But what the enemy was trying to do was to get Jesus to feed his flesh. And Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Our enemy, whenever given the opportunity, will try and force us and get us to feed our flesh. So that instead of coming to God with bread and saying, break this and bless this and multiply this, we come to him with rocks instead. And say, can you turn this into bread for me? The enemy is trying to get us to feed our flesh so that when we walk into church, we walk in with a weight instead of something that can feed other people. We walk in here with something that begins to hold us down after a while. And we've got to say, God, can you change this into something you can use? The devil wanted Jesus to listen to his flesh. He wanted Jesus just to, just to give in a little bit. I want to tell you tonight that we serve a God that he came to earth and gave his life on the cross out of love for you and I. He, he's in the business of changing people. He's in the business of turning people's lives around. He's in the business of working miracles. He's willing to forgive whatever sin is out there. But what I'm telling you tonight is that there's so many times we walk into service with rocks and we say, God, uh, I want to be used. We say, God, you know, can you just take this? I want you to change it into some bread because I want to see it multiplied and I, I want to see it be, be given out to people. God, God, can you just, uh, here. I haven't spent any time working on it. I, I've just been, it's been weighing me down for a while. I've been, I've been carrying it around. God, can you, can you just change this? Too many times we walk into service after service and we pray, God, use me. God, anoint me. God, work through me. But in between those services, there's no preparation involved. And we bring rocks to Jesus and say, change this into something that you can use. But God isn't looking for somebody that's just trying to appease their flesh. 
He's looking to use somebody that in the midst of 5,000 people that came with absolutely nothing, he's looking for one lad that said, I've come prepared. He's looking for one lad that said, I'm not coming empty-handed. I'm going to pray. I'm going to fast. I'm going to read the word because I want to be anointed. Because I want God's blessing. Because I just want to be used. It's all. I've got to get ready. It doesn't matter how difficult it is. It doesn't matter how long I've got to spend working at it. I've just got to be ready if I'm coming into church. I've got to be ready if I'm coming into God's presence. I've got to be ready because I want His Spirit to be multiplied. You see, God's not looking to turn stones into bread. But when we bring him a little bit of bread, he's willing to take it and bless it and multiply it. What we have might not be much, but when we bring something to him, he can say, I can use this. I can do something through this. I, I see you over there molding and shaping and kneading. I see you spending time in the word. I see you praying. What I feel so strongly tonight from God to say is that we've got a lot of people in here tonight, a lot of young people that you felt the call of God on your life. But instead of preparing for it, we come to service after service with rocks in our hands because we've been feeding our flesh when God's looking for you to be able to feed the multitudes. We walk into service after service with rocks in our hands that weigh us down and hold us back when God's looking for somebody to say, I've put in the time, I've put in the effort, so God, take this piece of bread and break it. That's a word we're scared of, to be broken, but it couldn't have been multiplied if it wasn't broken first. Take this, God. Do with it what you want. Break it and multiply it. It's not much, but but it's yours. We've got to be walking into church with our arms full of bread instead of being weighed down by the rocks because we've been feeding our spirit all week long or feeding our flesh all week long. There's a preacher by the name of Scott Graham that preaches a message. Would you like God with that? And in it, he begins to talk about the importance and the necessity of bread. When Jesus said, I'm the bread of life, it was a staple in their culture, in their society. And he was saying when Jesus said that, he said, I'm not just a side piece. I want to be the center of your meal. I want you to, I want to be in your life. The thing that you work towards, the thing that you want, the thing that you crave. And throughout this pandemic, that has accelerated the business world and the church in the directions that they were headed before the pandemic ever started. I've heard people say before that this pandemic is just an accelerator to get you where you were headed before the pandemic. If you were already headed there, you just got there faster. If you're in a church that was headed for a revival, you've probably seen it even through a pandemic. 
but restaurants and, and, and stores, they, they, they've seen people decrease as, store, as restaurants maybe weren't as popular, but the ones that were popular would get, would get takeout and, and everyone switched to online shopping. We were already headed there, but it just pushed ahead the timeline. God's looking for some people that throughout the pandemic, he's saying, what have you done? Have you fed your flesh? Or have you been preparing so that you can feed the multitudes? If the music could come back. What have you been doing during this pandemic? Have you been feeding your flesh? Or have you been preparing bread to bring to God to say, I don't have much, but take this. Julius Caesar was one of the greatest military generals to ever live. But one of the things that really put him on the map in Rome was that he fought and won against the northern tribes of Gaul. And the Gauls were known for being ruthless people from the north that about 300 years earlier had almost wiped out the Romans completely. And Caesar when going to attack the Gauls, had gotten to the point where he marched far beyond where the supply lines could still reach him. They were running out of food day by day, and the leader of the Gauls knew it. He marched ahead of the Roman army, and he burned down towns and villages and took all the food possible so that nothing could be left for the Romans to live off of. The Romans, although it may have seemed like they had nothing to feed their army, had to learn to live off the land. And despite their attempts to starve them out, the Romans came back and were able to to defeat the Gauls. Despite the fact that the source of their food had been taken away from them, They had to learn to live off the land. Instead of relying on the places around them to feed them, they had to say, I've got to learn to feed myself if we're going to get through this. I've got to learn to to find my own food. Even though they were cut off from the supply, they learned to live off the land. This pandemic has tried to pull us away from the church And what we need to feed us. But we need to learn my source has to be more than just Sundays and Wednesdays. My source has to be more than just relying on the elders around me. My source has to be more than just going from convention to convention. Some of you in here have felt the call of God in your life. But you've walked into convention with rocks in your hands that weigh you down, that wear you out. You've walked into here with rocks in your your hands instead of bread. But as Jesus said in John, where where are we going to buy the bread that these people might eat? Where are we going to get the bread from? He already knew the answer. There's somebody in here that's prepared. I wonder if we could stand right now.
We felt something break in the spirit early in this service. But I want to appeal to you tonight. We've been carrying rocks around with us for far too long. Somewhere along the way, we've traded the preparation for God to use us to just feeding our flesh. We've allowed ourselves to grow farther and farther away from the plan and the purpose that God has for us. But God's looking at the world saying, how are we going to feed these people? We've got thousands of people that have got to be filled. Does anybody have something I can use? We've been weighed down for far too long with the burden of rocks and sin in our life. We've been burdened by feeding our flesh. You've been watching things on TikTok that maybe you shouldn't. You've been seeing some things on Instagram you've got to put a stop to. You've been watching some movies and watching things on YouTube you, you shouldn't be. And you're being weighed down as you come into service. You've been Snapchatting people that you maybe you shouldn't be. And you're carrying rocks around with you. Saying, I'm just feeding my flesh. We've got to walk in a church and in a convention. After all those times and, and all we've got to offer God is rocks. Change this. Use this. I felt the call of God on my life at one point, but this is all I've got. God's looking for some people to bring the rocks to the altar tonight. He's looking for some people to lay down the weights, to consecrate themselves, and say, I'm going to stop watching things I shouldn't be. I'm going to stop listening to things I shouldn't be. I'm going to stop going places I shouldn't be. I, I've got to stop hanging out with people I shouldn't be around. Because I know there's a call of God in my life. I know God's looking for bread at some point, And so I've got to be ready. Because it's more important to feed the multitude than to feed my flesh. In Deuteronomy chapter, two, chapter 27 and verse 2, we find the Israelites as God is speaking to them, saying, these are all the things you've got to do. He gave them laws about all kinds of different things. And in verse 2, it says, And on the day you cross over Jordan to the land that the Lord your God has given you, you shall set up large stones and plaster them with plaster. And you shall write on them all the words of this law. And when you cross over to enter into the land that the Lord your God is giving you, a land flowing with milk and honey, as the Lord, the God of your fathers, has promised you, this is what I want you to do, Israel. Make an altar out of the stones and leave them behind as you walk into the place I've promised you. You see, young people, God's promised you things and God's called you to places, but He's saying, I want you to leave the stones that weigh you down behind 
and cross over as you begin to prepare because I'm going to come looking for a lad someday. He's saying, I want you to lay them down at an altar. I want you to cover them up so that nobody can see them. But more than that, I want you to cover them up with the word of God. I want you to walk in the place I've promised you. Oh, come on, young people. All across this room right now, I wonder if we could lift our hands. We just get out of a year and a half long pandemic. And some of you have walked in here with rocks. And God is saying, I, I've got a call on your life. But I want you to leave the rocks at the altar. I've got a call on your life, but you've got to put away feeding your flesh. I've got a call on your life, but it's going to mean putting some things aside. It's time to start making bread. It's time to start getting ready for the call. We've been out of an altar for a long time. And I'm going to ask you tonight, I want every person in this room to make their way to the altar. I don't want us to be timid. I don't want us to be nervous around people, but every every person under the sound of my voice, I want us to come to this altar tonight. Come right in close. There's room for everybody. But I want right now for you to make this a place of consecration. Right now as you find a place around this altar, I wonder if you could take the weight that's been holding you down and say, I'm leaving this here. I'm not coming back to it. It's going to be covered up by the word. I'm going to start getting ready. I'm going to start preparing. I'm going to start praying and reading my Bible. Giving myself to him the way that I should be. Come on, young people. Just begin to consecrate yourself right now. God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I've been giving myself to things I shouldn't be. I'm sorry I've been allowing some things into my life that shouldn't be there. But God, I place it on this altar right now. God, I give it to you right now. And I want to hear your call. I've got to get ready. I've got to start making bread. That's it, young people. Just place those rocks at the altar tonight. I'm not leaving with this again.
leaving with this weighing me down anymore. I'm not leaving with this holding me back from the call. I'm not leaving carrying this around with me anymore. But I'm leaving here going to start preparing. I'm leaving here and I'm going to start being ready for when God is looking for somebody with bread. <laughs>